destined for greatness. My name is written in stars, and I will give everything, all that I have to the cause. Fight against evil, run through the pain, battle it all, this is more than a game. I am a lion and I can't be tamed, it's how it was made, this ice in my veins, run through it all. No matter the odds, I will answer the call, the enemy knocks on the door. Even the greatest among us will fall, but the greatest will get back up. So I won't back down, and I won't give up, and I will act now, and I will stand up. They know that I'm here for it all. at the gallows, the breath of the beast, the gnashing of teeth, but I won't retreat, I won't deplete, I will succeed, I got all that I need, I am prepared for this moment, I see my future and my destiny is calling, the battle is on, I will rise like the sun, I'll get it done, one day I'll look back and see that we won, I hear victory song, this is my victory song, rise up! What's up, everyone? Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Niners Sickness Podcast coming to you live on a Friday night, right before the weekend. Some college football going on tonight, college football all day tomorrow. And then at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, the San Francisco 49ers will take on the Cleveland Browns. How will the Niners do? Will they be 6-0 and or will they be 5-1 and by the end of the fourth quarter? We're going to talk about that and much more right after this. Everyone, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. How's everybody doing? Hope everyone is having a wonderful time. Uh, Before we get started, we know what to do. Let's go ahead and wipe our feet before entering and smash that like button for your boy Niner Sickness. Would appreciate that very, very much. Today's going to be a call-in show. You're going to have the opportunity to call in. You won't be seen, but you will be heard. I'm going to put the link in the description below. You click on the link. You come, I bring you on. 
and you don't have to worry about a camera because I'm just going to bring your voice in, not your video. Um, so I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you feel about the Niners being 5-0. and uh, Free agency deadline is coming sooner than we think. What type of moves should the 49ers make? Who would you want the Niners to bring onto the roster? Are you guys excited to see the debut of number five, Gregory, Randy Gregory at defensive end? How would he do against the Browns offense? I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited for this game. I'm excited to go 6-0. and Continue to stack up wins. Continue to build our wins towards the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Is this the year that San Francisco 49ers go to the Super Bowl and defeat whoever they face? Could this be the year? Can 2023 be the year of the sixth Lombardi Trophy coming home? Well, we definitely got to take it one game at a time. And the game that is before us is the Cleveland Browns, which have a very, very dominant defense, but their offense is in question. Their offense in question, and for what I heard, Deshaun Watson will not be playing in this game. It will be P.J. Walker taking over the duties F quarterback number one against our defense. Would this be a close game? Would this be a blowout? Would this be another Dallas? Or will Miles Garrett and company give Brock Purdy problems? How is... Colvin McKivitz going to continue to, to uh, rise. How is he going to do? Is he going to continue to play and protect well? How's the rest of the line going to do? These are the questions that I want to see answered continually every each and every week. That's what I want to see. What will they do? Give me a second. Do-do-do-do-do. Charge. All right, give me one second, guys. Let me do something real quick. Por favor. Uh, give me a second. Uh, I, I will be having guests come in. So um, as they do come in, I'm going to be bringing them in. So uh, bear with me. Right now, I have Mr. Brandon from Forever Faithful Podcast coming in to join us. Uh, give me a second. Do, 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 do. Let me make this a little bit bigger. Uh, and then I can make it smaller. Do, 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 do. All right. All right. So let me bring in uh, Brandon. Hold on, guys. All right, here we go. Uh, p- 
Publish. What's up, Brandon? How you doing, brother? Can't hear you. Are you muted? Hold on, hold on, bro. Let's see here. Where'd he go? All right. It says you're muted. Guess this in there. Um, you know what? Come on and come back in real quick. All right. Anyway, technical difficulty. Sorry for that. So let's talk 49er football. Let's talk uh, Cleveland and Browns. They will be without their star running back, Chubbs. They're going to be without their starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson. And that's a question. Can you uh, can you hear anything? It says, hold on, guys. It says he's in the green room. That's weird. Um, testing one, testing two, testing, testing. Uh, view muted. Hold on. Testing one, testing two. Uh, yeah, bro. It says I'm in green. Yeah, it's weird. Weird. Um, sorry, guys, for the technical difficulties. Um, I see my boy Brandon, but uh, it's showing me that uh, he's in the green room when he should be out here talking. Let me see something. Oh, I see. I see something. Hold on. Maybe this is it. Hold on. There we go. There we go. All right. What happened? I I was on preview mode because I wanted to make the changes of the screen, but without the without my viewers seeing it, I can do movements in the background, but nobody sees it but me. But I have to hit publish mm. for it to to show. So you were you were I will see you, but since it wasn't published, everyone was still just seeing me. But now we're Got good. Got you. Okay. Welcome, welcome on board. Thank you, man. How's it going? How's your Friday? It's good. It's good. Normally, I'll be doing a live with uh, Jess, but she's feeling a little bit under the weather uh, from East Coast, red and gold. So I just keep her in our prayers um, that she feels better. But I wanted to go live, so I I told you guys I'm jumping live. You guys, I'm going to do call-ins, have people call in, uh, and have people uh, express how they feel, how they feel about the game. Coming on Sunday, uh, going 6-0, and uh, Deshaun Watson will be out. It will be P.J. Walker taking over. Um, their offense does not scare me at all. I think our offense is good enough to deal with their defense, but I don't think their offense is good enough to deal with our defense. I understand we're playing in Cleveland in a hostile environment, but do you see this game being That's close, best. or do you see it being... Uh, um a blowout it's it's an it's gonna be another blowout especially with uh deshaun not being in there it'll be another blowout for sure okay like 
don't get me wrong, like yes, their defense is good, but I'm saying blowout blowout as in because they don't have a starting quarterback, because they don't have their starting running back. They're missing pieces on offense. So um I don't see them scoring much, to be honest with you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. For those that are coming in, welcome, welcome to the show. We got Don in the house. We got John. We got, uh, uh, let's see here, who sneaked up on me? Dina Harvey is in the house. Welcome. We got uh, Nick in the house. Christian in the house. We got Crazy Guy. We got my Uso brother, Jason, in the house. What's up, Jason? We got Corey Davis, the OG in the house. We got Chemo. What's up, Kimo? Long time no see. Uh, welcome to the show, Kimo. We got Daniel Barry Sports popping in. Uh, let's see here. We got David Corona in the house. Um, we got Jess from East Coast Red and Gold in the house. Welcome, welcome. We got uh, David Lodge in the house. What's up, brother? How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Niners Sickness Podcast. We are previewing the Niners versus Browns, and I'm going to be doing call-in shows. You won't be seen. You'll just be heard. So if you want to come on with me and, and uh, Brandon, and you want to share uh, what your thoughts on the game is, if you have questions for me or Brandon, or just let us know how you feel about your team, you will only be heard, not seen. So if you don't have your makeup on or your hair is not combed, don't worry. You can look no worse than Brandon. So, I mean, me. Sorry. Okay, well, okay. All right. <laughs> but everybody, welcome. Welcome to the show. Let me get this. Let me. Uh, so what do you what are your thoughts on this game as I get this uh, prepared for. Um, for the. Let's see, publish, go back. Okay, publish, get out of here. All right. As we get prepared for the Cleveland Browns, and I, as I set up the camera for our call-ins, what do you, uh, what do you see in this game? I, what do you want to see? Um, well, first things first is, since I'm on here and we're doing the show together, we are both live on each other's channels, our Sickness Podcast and Forever Faithful yes. Podcast. So if you guys haven't yet already, please hit that like, subscribe button on both channels. And maybe even like keep both tabs open if you're on the computer. It gives us both the views. It gives us more algorithm. And it gives us both growth in the channel. So really appreciate it. But anyways, uh, going on to this question that you're asking, um, I feel pretty confident. Um, like I said, they got P.J. Tucker starting. Uh, no Deshaun Watson. No Nick Chubb. Um, Kareem Hunt's not the same as he used to be. Um, I know that because I had him in fantasy for the past couple years and he gave me some good points, but now he doesn't, he doesn't do shit. So, um, the only thing is just looking out for their defense. Um, Miles Garrett, for example, but other than that, I think, um, I think this is going to be a, a smooth walk in the park. Um, with, especially with the way. Brock Purdy and um, the offense is playing lately. We should be all right, especially coming off of that big victory against Dallas last week. We should be all right. So, what about you, Beto? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not nervous. I just want the Niners to make sure they don't downplay to the Browns uh, coming off this 
beat down of the Cowboys. Uh, I got to make sure that my uh, Niners are ready and prepared to go into uh, Cleveland and handle their business. I think Kyle will have their boys uh, playing well, and I, I'm welcoming the to see the debut of Mr. Number Five, uh, Randy Gregory, as our defensive end. I've been watching tape of him when he was with the Broncos just recently, and he's uh, he's someone that is really underrated. I think under Chris Kosarek, he's going to really be able to bring the best out of him. Hopefully, he can uh, bring that speed and pressure on the opposite of uh, Bosa with Hargrave and Eric Armstead. And then we have all the rotational defensive ends like Jackson, um, Farrell. Uh, it, it, it's going to be fun to see how this defense looks going forward. Um, so I'm excited. We got our first call in. Uh, we got uh, Crazy Juice. Let me bring him in. And um, so he said, what's up, Crazy Juice? Say hello. Crazy Juice. Hello, Beto. I am using Google Translate Voice because I went to the Cowboys watch party at the Cowboys Stadium and I screamed so loud I ruptured my vocal cords. Interesting. Okay, that's going to be fun. I don't know you can do that. That's pretty cool. That's a uh, high pitch there, bro. You know what? I'm going to have you rest your voice. Um, give me a second. Uh, I'm going to have you rest, you rest your voice, bro. That, that I don't know if the phone thing's going to work. Uh, get your voice arrested, brother. You're always welcome to come on the podcast as a caller. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to be able to handle the, the push, pushing buttons and stuff. Uh, you know, on, on this call, but uh, I appreciate you trying. Uh, I never, wow, to lose your voice, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. You must have been on going, you must have been going crazy doing this thing. So uh, anybody else who wants to call in, the lines are open. You're welcome to come in. I put the links in here so everyone sees them. You're able to come in and say hello or tell us how you feel about the podcast uh crazy juice don't get mad bro but uh i need to hear your voice not a computer that's kind of creepy um <laughs> for me hey, i know it's october but that's creepy put the link in in my channel too dude it goes on it goes to everybody's channel i believe but uh um, i don't see it you don't mm -hmm. all right hold on it should, but I don't, I don't see why it didn't. So, guys, what do you guys want to see? Uh, all right, we got Brad in the house. All right, me bring in so I can get set up the, the your channel. All right, let's say hello to Brad. Brad, how you doing, brother? Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? Um, What's going on? I just want to hop on and say, obviously, go Niners. I'm stoked to how the season's starting. And uh, I love watching your, your podcast. I, I chime or I, I check it out as much as I can. So thank you for that. Um, and uh, to be honest, like a after watching these last, you know, the early starts of the season for the 49ers this year, like I never in my mind ever imagined 
a 49ers team going undefeated all the way to the chip, to me, it's not like something that you can ever really like kind of fathom or see as like realistic. But with this football team, if they stay healthy, I I, I honestly feel like if it's if it's close at the end of the regular season, they got to keep playing the last few weeks to keep that one seed. This team could go undefeated. They're that good. And I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Go ahead, Brian. You go first, but then I'll go after. <laughs> no, actually, I'm trying to do something real quick. So take it, bro, and I'll take it after you. Um, man, it'd be interesting to see for sure. Um, I can see it happening. I just we still gotta go past um our division for sure, and uh, the Eagles. Um, yeah, I still, I still say like 13 and four, but if they go undefeated, that's pretty impressive, especially with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know, man. I just got, I get, I just got this, uh, I just got this like kind of this funny feeling about this team that they're not only going to get that, that number six, but they're going to do it with a, like nobody else, something never done before. They got that kind of, they got that kind of star power everywhere. Like everywhere you look, yep. you guys know. You know, what I mean, if any sure. team could do it in the league, it's it's this team. They're that good. Yep. I agree. Do me a favor, uh, 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 Brad. Uh, repeat the question that you asked. I just want to make sure I hear it clearly because I was uh, doing some sure. things. So... Basically, I, I'm just feeling like if this team stays healthy, they're so good. Like I, I really like if if it's close at the end of the year. And they got to keep playing all their guys, and there's other teams they got to keep out of that one seed position. This team is good enough to go undefeated all the way through. I, I really feel like they're that good. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, this roster is definitely stacked. I haven't seen a roster like this, uh, especially on, on both sides of the ball, but defensively since the Legion of Doom in Seattle. This is a great, great uh, roster. This is what Kyle. Shanahan, Brad, and, and um, uh, John Lynch did. They built this roster not only for the moment but for the future without putting us in jeopardy of the of the um, going over the uh, salary cap. Uh, Murat Parag has handled his business in assigning and dealing with players, keeping him long-term. And the fact that we have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal performing the way that he's performing and allows us to maneuver other areas of need. And you're right. I think if we have to rest a lot of our starters, look against the Cowboys, perfect example. In the fourth quarter, none of the starters played. Or the majority of the starters did not play. And yet you would think that Dallas would have an opportunity to at least get a field goal out of that fourth quarter without the starters playing and what did they do they still kept them at 10 points and we intercepted the ball with Oren Burks that's why to me personally if Greenlaw can go I'm okay with uh Oren Burks starting in his place for this game against that offense of the Browns but to to answer your question bro I'm with you I think the Niners are so stacked on both sides of the ball that if even if they sat their starters for two to three games towards the end of the year, they can still go undefeated with their backers. I believe that Sam Donald can win his games. 
Do I trust them all year? No. Do I trust them for two to three games? Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I'll let the next caller get in. Also, I don't think we're done making moves, too. I think they got one or two more moves that they might be looking into making. Um, And that's going to be interesting to see, too. Before you leave, I got a question for you. Who do you want? Who do you want uh, them to get next? Your opinion? Oh, oh man. Um, I mean, they're saying guys like J.C. Horn might be available or Pat Sertain. Like, if you got it, like, you go out and get a guy like that. Like, that's. I mean, come on. Like, that's just like. I mean, I mean, not that Lenore, there's anything wrong with him, but you go out and get another like superstar guy like that. That would be huge mm-hmm. for this team. I think the Randy Gregory addition is going to be. Uh, interesting to see how that goes i think him on the other side like you know on third down that's going to help bosa and the defense out even more so you go out there and get another uh uh you know shut down corner out there with the stack d line that we have it's just gonna you know put that defense at an already even more elite level than they're already at so um you know to me that's the next the next the next move to make is more um depth at db that's a good that's a good right. choice now i you know i'll be honest uh, and i see that we have uh uh, rock star guy in the way in the green room, so uh, I'll be with you. Um, I, I like the idea of bringing in someone like like uh, Sartain, but are we bringing him in just for one year? Are we bringing him long term? If we do bring him in, we could, we need to understand. Listen, I know we want to win a Super Bowl, we want to win now, but we also got to think of the future. At least sure. I do, in a sense where. If we do bring someone like Satan into this uh, roster and we keep him longer than one year, that's pretty much we can kiss the opportunity of bringing Brandon back as a receiver. We're just not going to have the money to be able to spread it out. We're going to be way over the cap next year. Uh, I know that we have a lot of money available this year, but I'd rather roll it in to next year to help us kind of balance ourselves up a little bit and use that towards Brandon I like the idea that we bring these corners, but I think our secondary is playing good enough and our pass rush is being dominant. Now, I understand injuries do happen. That can change everything. But if we can remain healthy, I don't see holes in neither side of the ball. Uh, I know a big question was uh, McKivitz at right guard. He's playing solid. Um, we had questions the opposite of uh, Bosa. Well, we brought uh, Gregory for nothing. So Nothing. I like the idea that we can bring players like big names. Brendan, why are you calling twice? Oh, he froze. Brandon and his internet. Hold on, guys. The internet, bro. I swear to God. Yeah, okay. I'm 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 talking right now and then I look up and it says Brandon's calling and I see you and I but I didn't realize you were frozen. So yeah, uh yeah. Brad, I, I like that idea uh of bringing in some players, but I'd rather bring in someone that is not going to cost as much. They can help us kind of like more of a uh, uh, backups in a sense of uh, uh, in case we do lose a player here and there that we can use to yeah, fill in. Go get Frank Clark. Why not? Like, like Frank Clark. Yes. Frank Clark is one. Why not? There's more a corner for the more edge depth. Like if you yes. have guys coming off the edge, every rotation that can get after the quarterback like that. I mean that's only going to help, and he won't cost you know? much. So that's a, that's a good thing. And yeah. then there's a there's a corner in Carolina, I forgot his name, but he's not going to cost much this year to bring him. He's he can play safety, he can play corner, he's versatile that way. Sartain can only play corner, so it's just 
I'm open to bringing someone in that, for depth. They what, said Bowles, too, is- from uh, the Broncos might be available, the right tackle. Uh, he was an all-pro a couple years ago. They're, they're just getting rid of everybody over there. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to have yeah, guys like that better in depth. I mean, McKivitz has played great, but you never know. When one guy goes down, are we going to trust, uh, you know, Jalen Moore, whomever it might be? Uh, for the right and, you know, price? And what I mean, yeah. what I mean, the right price is what he's going to make with us, and how much capital do we have to give up uh, to what, uh, get a player? What about Brian Burns? Oh man, yes. Why not? Do we need, do we need him right now? I, I I would like to see at least a week or two I mean, of Gregory. Beto, if we're going all in. I mean, but shit. I don't want to be like the Rams. I don't want to go. I don't want to win a Super Bowl this year and then be miserable for the or next few years. We'll be all right next year, though. We're not going to be like the Rams. There's and no I think guarantee of that. If we get certain, I think he isn't he on his rookie contract still. Cert- yeah, he he's on his last year. His last he's year, he's in his third or fourth year oh, of it. Oh, yeah, third so fourth. He's, yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to pay him bank, mm-hmm. bro. We can't afford him, not to keep him. And do you really want to give up a lot of capital? For a one-year rental in a position that he can definitely make better, but is not completely needed. Well, we basically gave up nothing for Gregory. I mean, that's the key. We gave up nothing. That's that's the whole word right there. Nothing. So if he doesn't work out, we don't lose. Don't be, don't be surprised of them making a move before the trade trade deadline. No, I I wouldn't be surprised. I just hope they don't give up an arm and a leg for someone that, for a one-year rental, is what I'm saying. All right, guys. Well, thank you for having me. All right, Brad. Thank you for coming on, bro. I appreciate your question. You You have a wonderful weekend, my friend. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All right, let's go ahead and bring in uh, Crazy, or not Crazy, but Rockstar, his brother. What's up, uh, Rockstar guy? What's up? What's up, brother? No other game. What's up, bro? What's up with your brother? Uh, what's up with my brother? Yeah, his voice. You see, uh, we went all the way to Dallas, and um, we went to the watch party at the Cowboy Stadium. I'm surprised I even survived with without a hazmat suit and a gas mask. But that, but that's besides the point. Yeah, he was he was yelling so loud that he literally ruptured his voice cords. Yeah, we, we he was trying to actually speak, and it was like, yeah, bro, it, it was straining. It, it, I couldn't catch what he said. He was like really gasping there. So I'm like, and he was trying to use this Google thing, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of creepy. So I told him get better soon and drink some honey and tea, and and then call back on another show. But uh, I'm yeah, that's what he's literally doing. Yeah, that's what he's doing right now. He's literally chugging honey and tea right now. Yeah, that that'll help. But his voice looks like he's definitely going to need a couple of days to uh, for it to come back. So, what were your thoughts of the game at the Cowboys uh, beat down? I mean, the Niners beat down of the Cowboys. Well, I was expecting it because you know it's the freaking Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know if he's. I don't know. I mean, what do you expect from Los Los? Pendejos de la estrella la pinche helmet. <laughs> My voice got a little high there. Yeah, a little scary high, bro. 
He's never going to get as high as me, puto. But you got high enough. Whatever, buddy. Oh, somebody's using, uh, can somebody slap my co-host, uh, Brandon? He's frozen, stuck in time. All right, um, so, anyway, my prediction for the Browns game is, um, as much as I hate to say it, the Browns are, like, one of those teams where you can always expect, like, like nothing out of them, but still, never sleep on them, because they have plenty of upsets, bro. Okay, we're back. God damn it. That's what happens when you have a metro for your internet service, bro. I have Dion. I have Dion Niner Gang podcast internet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I sure do. So, um, what was your favorite play, uh, Rockstar? What was your favorite play in that game? Hmm. Good question. Probably every mistake Dak made. That's funny. That is funny because uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith from First Takes, he said he made a bet with Marcus Spears, who played for the Cowboys in the uh, in the past. He made a bet that, um, that Dak wasn't going to throw two interceptions in this game. He's only had thrown one against Arizona, and he made a bet that he was going to just throw two, and Dak did not disappoint. In fact, not only did he not disappoint, he threw an extra one for measure. So throwing three interceptions against our defense is pretty sweet. Yeah. What's up, Ted? I see you, brother. What's up, Ted? And I see you guys. I see David Corona. I see Eric in the green room. Uh, Eric, you're next, and then David Corona. So please hang in there patiently in the green room. I will get to you soon. So anything you want to talk or share about uh, uh, Rockstar, about the Browns game? Well, yeah, that that's actually what I was gonna about to say. Talk to me. So bro. as much as I hate to say it, I don't think we're going to be victorious in this game because the Browns are like, like a, they're like this Bad team, never sleep on them because I've seen them upset a lot of teams. So yeah, they don't have John Watson. They don't have an offense. They don't have an offense either. Even if they had Deshaun Watson, that's true. I, I just, you know what, Rockstar and Brad, I just cannot see. I, I'm a guy. I'm, I like matchups. Okay, I love. I love matchups. I love. I don't care whether we play away or at home. Everything's about matchups. And I look across the board, our defensive line compared to their offensive line who is struggling. They don't have a run game. Uh, the receivers, Cooper is not really doing great. And no Deshaun Watson. No Deshaun Watson. It's P.J. Walker. Uh, our, we're going to storm and go. we're going to put pressure that kid under pressure. We got Gregory out now that's going to help out to do that. I just can't see them moving the ball. I'll be honestly, I'll be surprised if the Browns get more than seven points in the whole game. I really I will be surprised. I'm not saying we're going to score a lot, but if you ask me what are the better chances, us scoring 45 against their defense or them scoring 14 against our defense, 
I will take the 45 against their defense uh, before I take the 40, uh, 14 on against our defense. I agree. Well, um, point they don't have a quarterback and uh, they don't have their running back either so yeah you got a point there so you you just changed my mind yes I do think we're gonna win with um and I think we're gonna um, probably gonna be a score of like I don't know like 30 to like three that's a possibility that's not even a far fetch I I do I just can't see them moving the ball on this defense, uh, Dallas's def- offense is way better right now than the Browns, and they struggle mightily. They only got ten points. I just yep. can't see the the Browns uh, doing it. The only way I can see it is if we mess up on our side and we fumble the ball and in their five yard line, and we give them a short uh, yard to complete a touchdown. I can see that, but I doubt it that that's going to happen. I just it's hard for me to see. Their offense uh, really showing up against our defense. Our defense would completely have to lay an egg. But hey, uh, 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 Rockstar guy, I'm going to have to let you go. I have other guys in the queue. I appreciate you, man, for uh, popping in. Tell your brother to get better. Keep drinking that honey and tea. And go Niners. Yep, go Niners. All right, brother. I like right. these guys. These guys are pretty pretty cool. And before I bring in Eric, you have anything you want to add, uh, Brandon? No, go ahead, man. We're good. Okay. Let me bring Eric for a few minutes, and then I'll bring David. And um, Eric, what's up, Eric, my Seahawk friend? How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing all right. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing good, man. It's uh, Friday night. Getting ready for the weekend. College football tomorrow. A uh, couple of baseball uh, playoff games play tomorrow, uh, preseason uh, basketball, and on Sunday, the big game, the Niners taking on the uh, Browns. And then your Seattle Seahawks are coming off a bye. So, um, so far, everything looks good. How's your uh, week there, Eric? Everything's going pretty good. Um, I actually... um. Got to see a lot of people at work today. They had no school in um, Seattle, so that was fun. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, uh, how do you feel about your team being 3-1? I'm pretty happy about it. Okay. Now, I know you're an honest uh, a fellow. I know you're not one that is delusional. You, you, you speak a lot of truth. Um, right now, this year, not last year, not just this okay. year, in your opinion, and I want your true opinion, uh, who do you think is better or playing better, Geno Smith or Brock Purdy? You know, I mean, Geno, I love you, but I got the block. I just have Dave Brock, because I just feel like Brock, um, he can do things that you don't can't do. Like, last year when y'all came into Seattle and Brock Pody beat the Seahawks, uh-huh. that showed to me right then and there how good he really was. Yeah, 
see, this is why I like to ask you questions because you're you're an honest individual, um, and, and, and you tell it the way it is, not the way you don't bring the fan part of you into it, and I respect yeah. that a lot. Um, Gino, I'm not saying Gino's bad. Gino's good, and he's yeah, playing yeah. good football, and, and he can win a lot of games with your uh, with your team. But Brock, it's, the reason why I brought it up because I, you know, um, Eric Wright from uh, First Things First was brought up a uh, question about how Brock Purdy was way playing way worse than Geno Smith and so forth. And I, again, nothing against Geno Smith, but I just don't okay. I, you Hey, listen, um, Hurts this year is not better than Brock Purdy. No. You know what I mean? He's not playing better yeah. than Brock Purdy. So it's like, you know, people might say, well, you know, you, you're telling me, I'm telling about this year. And I'm tired of that the Brock Purdy doesn't get the respect that he deserves. He's a system quarterback. You know, if you put him somewhere else, can he do the same thing? We'll never know. And we don't need to know. Because he's in a system that is tailored fit for him. And he's executing what he needs to execute to do and play out what Kyle Shanahan is calling. So to me, there's nothing yeah. more dangerous than a head coach and a quarterback being on the same page with play calling and execution as these two guys are. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, it's a very good thing that you all got going on right now. I'm looking forward to playing you guys uh, later on in the season. I, I do believe the Seahawks are the biggest threat to the Niners in yeah. the NFC West. The Rams are, you know, they're showing little spots here and there, but they are young. Uh, Arizona, uh, they have an identity crisis over there. Uh, I think Seattle is, uh, with Pete Carroll, uh, is doing the right thing. He's always going to get these guys motivated. They're always going to want to play for Pete Carroll. And the game against the Niners and the Seahawks, I want them to be competitive. I want to I want to see a good game amongst Seattle. I don't want to just beat them down. Uh, I want to have sure. a good game and ultimately win. But I think the rivalry might be actually starting between Seattle and the Niners. People are like, but they've been playing for years. I said, no, Seattle's been kicking the Niners' ass for years. There's no rivalry. Yeah. There's no right. Just like the Rams can't call a rivalry on us, we kick their ass every year. Uh, yeah. Twice, twice on Sunday. So rivalries to me is when you win some, we win some back and forth battles. And I yeah. believe that that's going to start with uh, Seattle. So that might turn into a rivalry going forward, and it will be fun to watch. Any last things you want to say before I bring my next guest in and let you go, um, my friend? Yeah, I'm just glad we're not playing y'all this weekend because DK... Um, was talking smack about Jamal Chase, um, which is pretty dumb on his part. Um, like, my issue with DK is that he doesn't know when to not say anything. And sometimes I just wish he would just keep his mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I, I always yeah. appreciate you, Eric. Eric, you're awesome. Good luck with your team. I'm not a Seattle uh, fan. I don't care about Seattle, but because of you, my friend, out of respect for you, 
Um, I wish your team good luck. I uh, hope your team st- comes out of it healthy. And I, will, I look forward to yeah. our game against each other. Oh, yeah. All right, my friend. You have a wonderful How evening and a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Thank game you. on Sunday. How about? All right. I like this guy. This guy is so genuine, uh, <laughs> honest. I just want to say welcome to Steve in the house that came in. We got fired up Niners in the house. We got my girl, Laura Cat in the house. What's up, Laura Cat? How are you doing? Um, before I bring in David Corona, uh, fired up Niners. Just, I can't believe you compared Brock Purdy with that genocide Smith. Listen, I'm not comparing him. I was just quoting uh, uh, Eric Wright saying that he was better than uh, Gino uh, Smith. So, uh, but let's bring in uh, uh, David Corona into this Mad Max talk. What's up, David? What's up, man? Good to hear from Can you. Guys man. Yes, sir. Loud and clear. How's it going, yeah. dude? What's up, man? Fire yeah, up. man. Uh, I won 170 last week. <laughs> I forgot you're the betting guy. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, Gino, Gino Smith's not going to win the Super Bowl. I got a bet with Joe Stevens. If, if, if Gino Smith win the Super Bowl in, in three years, I have to get a tattoo of uh, Gino Smith on my ass. But. <laughs> But I knew you were going to say. I can't if, believe you said it on my show. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I get a free jersey. Mother, you were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, who do you think you're getting the jersey from? So yeah, I was there. But l- l- yeah. let me just let me just kindly uh, uh, set the set the picture for for all my viewers that are watching that weren't not there or haven't heard or don't know what you're talking about. My boy David Corona and my boy Joe Stevens, who is a Seahawks fan, uh, made a bet. Now, I think the bet is one-sided because whenever you bet a jersey versus getting a tattoo on your ass, to me that's a one-sided bet because you can always get rid of the jersey, but the, the tattoo. So the bet is this. Geno Smith has three years. This year and two more years to win a Super Bowl. If he wins a Super Bowl, uh, my boy David Corona gets a tattoo on his ass and can never take it off. If Seattle don't make it to the Super Bowl with Geno Smith, and I don't think he has to win it, he just has to make it. If I'm not mistaken, then my boy Joe Steven buys... David Corona, a jersey. Uh, I personally, I, I, my hat's off to you, David. Uh, that takes a lot of you know werewolves to do it, but bro. Uh, hey, I got I got confidence. He he won't win no Super Bowl in three years. I'm confident. Your your ass needs to be confident because that's oh. the one that's, that's the one that's going to get tagged. I'm but not. Hey, I'm not wearing. I'm not. Kudos, kudos to you, my friend. Kudos. You have the balls. Oh. You do. Uh, uh, I would yeah. never make that bet. Even I don't care how confident I am. That's yeah, bro. And just I'm, and I think you have to get Seattle, right? You have to get a Seattle tattoo on your butt. I have to get a Geno Smith 
a Geno Smith Super Bowl champion. Yeah, bro. That's yeah, bro. That's I'm a little too high for my blood. I'm I'm, I'm confident. Uh, he won't. He won't. They won't win no Super Bowl in three years. So uh, talking about this game, <laughs> I said without Watson, I say the score would be forty-one to thirteen. Niners smoked the uh, Browns. Yeah, I know that. We, you know, we're going off of last week. You know, we put 42 points on the Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, I give respect to the Browns defense, Amal Garrett. Uh, they have the kid they brought over from the um, from the um, Minnesota Vikings who was part of the Packers. Um, I'm trying to think. It's Smith, I think, is the last they got, name. They got Cooper. And yeah, they got Cooper. Uh, but they have a good defense. But again, our offense is so good that even if they struggle, they're going to be able to muster points against their defense. And maybe it's not a, a blowout. Maybe it's 17 points. But even if they put up 17 points, um, David, even if they put up yeah. 17 points, I don't see the Browns putting up more than 17 against our defense. So, I say I say, 40, I say 41-13. 41, hey, you, you know, that, that could happen. That definitely could could happen. And I say, I say, I say Christian McCaffrey would score. Um, I say he scores two touchdowns on the ground and one touchdown on the air. Okay, so three TDs for Mr. Uh, CMC. Yeah. So what, what about Debo and uh, Ayuk? Uh... I say Debo. I say Debo will score one touchdown. All right, so we're talking four touchdowns. Um, yeah. And and what about uh, uh, Debo or uh, you? So excuse me. Uh, I say he'll get. I, I say he'll get more than hundred yards uh, passing us. Same guy. Interesting. More than hundred yards. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And maybe yeah. uh, Kittle can just block in this game. Since uh, he got his three uh, touchdowns last week, huh? Yeah. Is it? Is he? Is he getting fined because he had that T-shirt on? Yeah, he got fined thirteen thousand yeah, six hundred and something dollars. Pocket change. Yeah, for him. Yeah. Yeah, pocket change. Yeah, yeah. It's all perspective, bro. Because for him, a pocket change for me. Yeah, it'll take me about at least yeah. two months to come up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I say I say the Niners will go. Uh, when's it, I say they'll go eight and zero when they come to the bye. They play Jacksonville, so after the bye, we'll be nine and zero, and then after that, we we just move forward. And I got a and I got another fifty bet uh, fifty dollars against that guy C CEO. He's a Ravens fan. Okay, he's uh, one of YTC's friends. Is it really? Yeah. So he think he think he thinks the Ravens and the owners how they've been doing the last couple of years. Not this year. Well, you know, you can think one. Th I mean, Lamar Jackson is still Lamar Jackson, and he's still uh, you still have to make sure you can contain him. But uh, and I understand that uh, uh, their uh, uh, receiver, uh, what's his name? Uh, All day Beckham. Yeah, he's starting to come to his own from the injury, but 
I I just if the Niners don't get injured, if the Niners continue to play their type of football, you know, I'm I just don't see anybody beating the Niners but the Niners themselves by mistakes, penalties, or injuries. Other than that, yeah. I, I don't I don't see. Now I'm not saying we're going to go undefeated, um, but I like like I said earlier, I like to look at matchups, and uh, I, I, and that helps me out to know how we're going to do or our chances to do towards a team. Matchups is everything. And we have players, playmakers across the board, pro bowlers everywhere. Yep. Oh yeah. In my so, in my feeling, in my in my gut, I'm confident we're going seventy we're going seventeen and oh, win the first playoff game, win the second one, go all the way to the Super Bowl. That's what? Uh twenty and oh? Um yeah, because we'll have a bye. If if we go undefeated, obviously, so yeah, we'll, that'll be seventeen, uh, eighteen. 18 uh, no, no, actually, yeah. we have a bye. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen, then twenty with the Super Bowl. That'll be twenty. Yeah, yeah. So twenty. I say twenty. All I gotta say is I'm taking it one game at a time. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. You know, I'm, I'm, taking I'm, I'm allowing. Uh, yeah, I'm taking that one at a time as well. It's uh, a little bit too much to say. That uh, we're going to go seven. If we get there, great. But uh, yeah, definitely, let's take it uh, one game at yeah, a time. At a time. I can't wait. I can't wait to play. I can't wait to play the Eagles in Week Thirteen. I want that revenge game. Me too. Yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. You have two. You have two keyboards in front of you. I couldn't get it to work, and I'm like, why isn't it copy and pasting? Because I was using the wrong. I have two computers. And it was two keyboards, so yeah, I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait for that game. But yeah, I, I know. Neither, neither I, can know I. I, can, I know we're gonna see the Eagles in, in, in regular season, and I think we're gonna see them in, again in the playoffs. So if we if we go to number one C, we, we will see them over there in Philadelphia, and after that, they will come to us in the playoffs at home. So I, I, if if everything goes the way it's trajectory to go right now, both teams are five and zero. Oh, although the Niners are playing better football than the Eagles, but if they continue to go to the trajectory they're going, that week thirteen is going to show us a lot of who's going to get the first round by, who's going to win the home field. That game is going to be amplified so much. But I honestly think that the Eagles have a chance of losing. Before, not that we can't lose either, but based on our schedules, the Eagles have a chance. I mean, the Eagles, they, they beat up the Rams in the fourth quarter. Yes, they, they shut them down. But they kind of struggled with them for four, for three quarters. Uh, and that's yeah. the Rams. So, yeah, they, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Hurts is not playing great. Their running game is pretty good. Not the same team. But it's not the same. same and it's because the offensive coordinator is not the same guy there calling the play. So... They're struggling a little bit. Look at look at the ceiling and look at the floor, by what they won by, and what they have lost by. There, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty close. There's there's no separation there. So I'm not worried about the Eagles. But like like Brandon said though, one week at a time. I am not looking at nobody past the Browns. This week yeah. is the Browns, yeah. and then yeah. we'll look we'll look at the following team after Monday night. Yeah, because we yeah Monday night uh, against Minnesota, you know what I mean, and then we have to then we play. Uh, but anyway, I was going ahead of myself. But just one week at a time, 
Before I let you go, David, give me a prediction. Yeah. Or you already gave me a prediction. So instead of that, give me your MVP on the offense and your MVP in the defense. I say my uh, MVP is uh, I go with Greenlaw. You know he might not play, right? Oh shoot! Uh, it's gonna be hard. I go with Fred Warner. Fred Warner. What about offensively? Fred Warner on the on the uh, uh, defense, and I go with uh, I go with Christian McCaffrey. Good picks. Good picks. All yep, right, yep. David. Always a pleasure. Uh, yep. Let's go, uh, Gino. Don't win no Super Bowl in the next three years. Keep uh, my boy Corona's ass cleaned up. We don't want no tattoos right. on his butt. Yep. All right, I salute. salute you guys, hey, man. Son. But, uh, oh, I didn't see the private message. Hey, uh, hold on. Beto. Yeah. Uh, I got to get going, but. Um, oh, that's right. Continue you, you, on the show, man. Uh, appreciate it. And then chat, if you haven't yet already, hit that like, subscribe button uh, on both channels. Like I said, Nine Seconds Podcast, Very Faithful Podcast. Give us a. a you know, get some get some views up there, get our algorithm going, all that good stuff. Absolutely. And keep doing what you're doing, man. Appreciate it. Uh, you have a enjoy your birthday party. Thank you. Link the link the to the call in link in, on my page too, and um, I'll have ninety till and Arner um, call in. For okay. You, for you. All right. All right, brother. All right. I'll talk all to right. you later, dude. All right. Talk to you later. That was my boy Brandon, uh, who popped in four times in and out internet issues, but uh, who was counting? Hold on, guys. Oh, I disappeared. Where did I go? Where did I go? Give me a second, guys. Boom. There I am. There I am. So Kimo says it could be a trap game. The Browns won't have their QB one of their offensive linemen, two of their eyes. Uh, offensive line are out. There are uh, two of them. I forgot what positions. I know one's a tackle. Um, and, of course, no running back. Just can't take them lightly, and I don't think our Niners will. 35-9. to nine. Yeah, I I don't expect the Niners to take this team lightly. I think the Niners are well, well prepared. I love the way that uh, Steve Wilkes has the defense uh, zoned in into this game. I like the way Chris Kacerik is doing with the front four, the addition of Randy Gregory. And I want to talk about Randy a little bit. I don't think people really realize how much this kid is going to impact his defense. I have nothing against uh, Drake Jackson from USC. Drake Jackson is going to be a great player, is a great player. He'll be a better player going forward. And I can't to see... Uh, Jackson hit his stride in the near future, but adding, adding someone like Randy Gregory, long body, long arms, quick, on the edge, opposite of Bosa, with Hargrave and Armstead, it's going to change that defense much more. Now you bring Jackson as a rotational, you bring Farrell, you bring Givens, you bring uh, uh, Kinlaw to rotate between uh, Hargrave and Eric Armstead. We have depth across the board. Across the board, we have depth 
Um, so I'm excited to see how this defense looks against the Browns. I'm particularly interested in seeing Randy Gregory. I've been watching his tape when he played for the Broncos, the little stint that he had with the Broncos this year, a little bit last year. And this guy is underrated. He's a beast. He's an animal that has not been unleashed. He is an animal that has not been unleashed. The potential is there. And if anybody can unleash the monster within, it will be Chris Kasarek. Chris Kasarek made, um, what's the name of that cat that came from the Raiders uh, two or three years ago? Uh, and then went to uh, the Jaguars and got paid. Um, I can't think of him. But made him look like a freaking pro bowler. And the guy that we picked up from the Raiders two, two or three years ago has no, doesn't have even close to the talent that Gregory does. Okay? So let's keep that in perspective. He doesn't have that type of talent. So now you bring in a kid like Randy... Gregory into the scene under Chris Kosarek, and he unleashes the potential of this man with already being tutored by Nick Bosa. If you guys seen the videos by David, I want to give a shout out to David Lombardi uh, for putting the videos of Nick Bosa working one-on-one with Randy Gregory about our defensive system. This kid is going to bring havoc. This defense is going to be lights out. Again, nothing against my boy Jackson. But Gregory is a special talent. He's just, he was playing great with Dallas. He went for the bag. Every player should go for the bag. He did it with the Broncos. But the Broncos hired uh, the coaches over there with the Jets right now. Hackett, terrible coach. So that messed him up. And then right now this year, the the Broncos are playing like crap. And he got hurt last year. He's finally healthy. He's finally ready to go. He's hungry. And uh, no disrespect to Trey Lance. But he's going to make that number five look hella good. That number five is going to have a meanie on the field now. It's not going to be just a backup with hopes. He's going to have a meaning. So I cannot wait to see how he does. I just want to welcome um, Arnir to the channel. How are you doing? I hope I did not mess up your uh, name. If I did, my apologies. Don says, that's good. Uh, I see uh, doing good. Just hang out. Okay, you guys are talking to each other. That's beautiful. Um, My boy Brandon says, call in. The lines are there for you guys to call in. If you want to call in, I'm going to put it on the screen. Oh, there I go again with the wrong keyboard. Um, If you want to call in, click on it. I'll bring you on for a little bit. We've been on about an hour. But I'm excited, guys. I hope you are, too. I hope you understand how much it means to bring in a guy like number five uh, into the mix. This guy knows how to go after the quarterback. And the Broncos was using him as a linebacker, outside linebacker. He was usually standing for most of his plays. He's going to get the opportunity to put his hand on the dirt. 
with the Niners, he's going to have the opportunity to put his hands on the dirt. That's a dream for every defensive end. Put your hand on the dirt, pin your ears back, and go after the quarterback. See and attack. And this, I cannot wait to see uh, P.J. uh, uh, go out there and just see deer in the headlights. He's going to have to face Gregory, Hardgrave, Armstead, Bosa, Kinlaw, Jackson. And now Jackson, they're going to, I believe Jackson will start on Sunday. I think that because Gregory hasn't really been practicing a lot, he will start against the Browns, but I don't see why they won't bring uh, Gregory and third and longs to kind of get him his feet wet. And the more he does, the more they'll bring him in. But I'm excited, guys. I'm excited to see this game played because of number five. I really think. Now, we might not see much. Maybe a couple of glimpses of the future with him. But I think he's going to make an impact enough. I think he's going to make an impact enough. Hold on, guys. Um, I think he's going to make an impact enough to showcase what we have. And I know a lot of people have mentioned uh, Burns. Bring in Burns. You're going to have to give up a number one, a two, maybe a player for a Burns. I want to see what we have in Gregory. If Gregory works out, guys, if he plans out, okay, my goodness, we gave up nothing. We own his contract for the next three years. If he doesn't plan out, we cut him. There's no, um, we don't owe him nothing. There's no debt money. We can just cut him and move on. All we did was trade a 2025 sixth round for, we gave up our sixth for their seventh. But if you think about it, the way this year is going, the Niners sixth round pick is going to be really, really low. Really low at the bottom of the sixth round because of a record. And as bad as the Broncos are playing, their seven is going to be the top, at the very top of the seven round, which means, in all reality, we're probably looking somewhere between eight to ten spots lower. But if Gregory hits and plays as well as I think he will, and he makes an impact as much as I think he will, I expect that that six or for that seven wouldn't even matter. I think we got a gem in Randy Gregory. He has a, he's only 30 years old. He'll be 31. He has a lot of left in his, in, his, uh, in his gas tank. We got rotational pieces, so he don't have to play every down. We can rot- rotate him in. Even if we use Randy as our third 
down specialist. Put Jackson in the first, second, and then bring fresh legs of Randy Gregory in the third. Imagine we do that. All right, we got a uh, we got chemo in the house. Let me bring in chemo. Chemo, what's up, my friend? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. All right, great to be on the show with you, my brother. Um, long time. Uh, uh, this was the first time that I have decided to watch our Niners in a different perspective. I'm always in there, up and up, and everybody's grind about it. Um, I have just been not only impressed, but amazed in how our team is doing this year. Um, I do have a couple of concerns, especially, you know, I like what they did with Randy Gregory, don't get me wrong, but the only thing I'm always concerned with is that when we add, what will it do to the chemistry? Will it improve it or will, or will it not? And the biggest part is that in my family right now, I'm the lone Niner fan. I got a brother that's a Dallas fan, and he ain't saying a word to me after the butt-whipping his team suffered. My younger brother, he's a Cardinal fan, of course, the week before that. And last year, owned little red birdies, okay? So right now, <laughs> I'm at the top of the mountain, been for a few years because every time I've heard the trash talk from them, our Niners have gone further than their teams have. Or because of our Niners, responsible for why they're eliminated. Um, I want to say that I believe they're going to be undefeated, but I also, just like you, I have to take it a game at a time. Um, what I can say about Brock Pretty, wow. We talk about striking gold. We struck gold with him. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I heard, I've heard, you know, some people are saying, like Shannon Sharp, who I have great respect for, he said today that he doesn't think that Brock Purdy is an elite quarterback. My opinion is if our team goes on to win the big dance and bring that sixth trophy, you have to, at that point, you got no choice in the matter. You're going to have to say he is elite. And that's just my opinion. Of course, it's a, it's a biased opinion because I, I think highly of Brock Purdy, and I think he's going to get better and better. Yeah, I'll listen. I hear you. Uh, people are commentating like uh, Shannon Sharp. He's not an elite quarterback. Blah blah blah. RC was the only one out of the three that said he was a, a elite. This is the deal, though. This is the deal for me. Is he winning games? Is he a difference maker? Is he doing enough to get us to where we need to go? And that's the direction that we're going. I can care less. I I for sure you not that I know him personally, because I don't, but based on his character of Brock Purdy, he can care less about being an elite. Uh he wants to win a Super Bowl because his mm -hmm. chances of getting a nice big contract is in, it's gonna be in the mix with that Super Bowl win. I'm not saying he yep. he won't get one if he doesn't make it, but even better. So his concentration is on winning a Super Bowl, he's in the right trajectory. The team yep. has a wonderful roster. And the fact that people say, well, if you move Brock Purdy out of in a different team, if you put him with the Packers, if you put him with Buffalo, if you put him here, 
This is the reality. Okay? This is the reality, Kimo. He is not with a Buffalo. He's not with Green Bay. He's not there or here. He's with the San Francisco 49ers with a head coach like Kyle Shanahan. They can call great plays. He has wonderful weapons at his disposal to use to win games. I can care less if he can win in Buffalo. I can care less. He's winning here. The team that I root for, the team that you root for, are the San Francisco 49ers. Get us to a Super Bowl. Let's win a Super Bowl. Let's not worry whether he has a big arm, whether he's 6'3", 6'4", 230 pounds. Let's win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. And he's doing that. He plays with poise. The game is not too big for him. His Mm -hmm. processing, Kimo, his processing is his superpower. That is his superpower. He can process so quickly. People don't realize how important that is in football to process what's going on, to be able to scope the field and to make the necessary adjustments. I don't care if you have the biggest arm. If you're the biggest player, if you can't process, okay, and and again, maybe because he hasn't played a a lot of football, Trey Lance could not process. Mm-mm. He struggled, and he couldn't was, figure he, out. He, and I'm not batching uh, on him, but, but he's six three or six four. He's he has your, he's your triple critical uh, uh, prototype quarterback with the big arm, but he wasn't doing much. You get Brock Purdy that is able to move, and I hate the comparisons that he's an upgrade of Jimmy Garoppolo. He is above Jimmy. Jimmy has already what seven. Uh, interceptions. Seven. Seven. Yep. Let's remind everyone the quarterback that was throwing a lot of interceptions in practice in the offseason. A lot of Niner fans were worried and making accusations that we they were looking, they were not looking forward to for Brock Purdy to play because his arm wasn't healed yet. Which there's honest uh fear about that because you didn't know nobody knew. But when it comes to interception, he was throwing interceptions left and right, Kimo. People Mm -hmm. don't realize in practice you are doing things and you're trying to figure things out. You're you're trying to anticipate where your receiver is going to be at. And if you make a mistake, there's where you want to make the mistake in practice, not in real games. Just for a reminder, Kimo, how many interceptions have Brock Purdy thrown this year in five games? Zero. How many again? Goose egg. Goose egg. How many? Okay, so for a guy that was throwing interceptions left and right in practice. Right. And people were so scared, hasn't thrown nothing. Is he going to go the whole season without? I don't know. Probably not, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't. He's very careful. And the reason why he's careful is because his processing is quick. He can process. He can I, see defenders, and I love that about him. Yeah, he he does that well. And plus, you know, people don't understand, which I've tried to say to a lot of. Uh, I've tried to say this to my brothers, and they're finally catching on to it. Brock Purdy has somebody in his ear, but it's not just somebody. It is the guy that created what he is trying, what he's doing, what he's performing out there on the field. He's talking to the guy that created it or picked it up from his dad. Okay, and Coach Kyle. So 
he's going to give him confidence. He scripts the plays just like it's a Niner tradition, and they go over exactly what they're going to do. Now, whether it works or not, that's the scripted plays are for, just like practice. And they figure it out. And Brock Pretty right now is just – he is just the perfect fit right now. I, I Maybe that's putting too much on Brock Pretty, but I think he is because the way he is running this offense is incredible. No disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo, but – Brock Purdy is just outperforming Jimmy, and you look at Coach Shanahan right now, does he look like he has a look of, like, I got to be concerned with what my QB does compared to how he was for the last few years because, let's just face it, our QB situation, that was always everybody kept telling me that was the Achilles heel, why our team couldn't get over the hump is because the quarterback. Yeah, it's a good point, but – you can't say it right now. I mean, I don't know if he will remain, you know, just like you. I don't know if he's going to go through the season without an interception. But he has got such poise. He processes just as quick as you say he does. He understands what is expected of him besides what he expects of himself. He has the confidence of everybody on that team. When you hear Fred Warner say what he says about Brock Purdy, that speaks volumes. When you hear Nick Bosa say what he says, and these are the guys on the other side of the ball, and when you got the number one defense to practice up against, you're going to either get better or you're not. And what can anybody say? I, I don't have to say it. These five games, we've seen it, and I'm just excited for what more is to come. Now, looking into Cleveland, I do believe that this could be a trap game. But if our Niners keep playing with the same poise and confidence that they have for five weeks now, they should continue to do what they do. I mean, it's hard to maintain that. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about week 13 myself, you know, the Eagles. But I just keep seeing every week. And I don't know if all of our Niners and the Empire sees it, but I just see our team getting more confident and more confident. You know, in that Dallas game, that was not just a measuring stick for them. It was a measuring stick for our quarterback to prove to himself and to prove to everybody out there that wants to doubt him. This was a big, this was a big message that he sent. And to me, my favorite play so far, and just because how it developed, was the very first touchdown that Kittle got. How Purdy takes the snap. He steps through the pressure, boom. He made it look easy. It wasn't, but he made it look easy. And I am just I'm just happy because everything's clicking right now. And just like you said, the only thing that could stop the San Francisco 49ers is the San Francisco 49ers. I just don't see it right now. Don't want to get a big head about it. I'm proud of our team. I'm going to root for them no matter what. But I want to, you know, I take it one game at a time, one week at a time. I don't want to get a big head, but I know what we got. And right now, I I will say, as, as far as it goes right now, we do have the best team in the NFL going right now. And I, I do believe that we will make the Super Bowl now, whether we go in there undefeated, one loss, maybe two, you know, and I'm sticking, I'm sticking to it. I believe that our team – We'll represent the NFC and go into that Super Bowl. 
My Super Bowl pick is our Niners against Miami. And I think we're going to win. That's just me. I like it. I like it. You're fired up. Kimo, I love it. I love that. I love the uh, fire in you, bro. Hey, I'm going to keep you on for a second. I just want to show somebody. Uh, I want to show people uh, uh, what we're facing on Sunday, okay? I want to show people what we're facing on Sunday real quick. Um, hold on. Give me a second. Where did he go? There it is. All right. So this is PFF. All right. So PFF uh, grades individual players. Uh, we we got our defense uh, going against the Browns' offense, and like I said earlier on my show, I think the Niners' offense could struggle against their defense, but they're good enough to get points on the board, even if they get seventeen points. I just can't see the Browns' offense, especially since Deshaun Watson's not playing and his PJ going to be playing. I just don't see them moving the ball with ease, and I see them putting no more than 10 points on us if they get lucky. So you got great. So you have, okay, we we have Bosa grading at 94.2, going against the right tackle that, that is uh, Jones, who's graded 55. You got Armstead, who's graded 86.2, going against the right guard, who's graded 65.6 against the Browns. You got Hargrave, who is graded 85 ninth in the league at his position, best, going against uh, the center, uh, which is eight at 72.2. And then you got uh, Farrell. Now, keep in mind, Farrell probably be the one starting, but you know you're going to get a lot of uh, uh, Randy Gregory in there. But Farrell's yep. at 63.2, and you're like, wow, that's not that high, right? But their left tackle, because their left tackle is hurt, they're bringing in someone else. He mm-hmm. is graded at 45.4. He's 65 in all the right. tackles and left tackles. He's not very good. And then you got you got Ward. Okay, you got Ward right here, who's graded mm-hmm. uh, 76.6, 15th best corner. Going against uh, People Jones, which is a good quarterback. I mean, good receiver normally, but he's not playing good this year. He's graded 52.8. He's 99 as a receiver. Yeah. Okay. Um, you got uh, Lenore, who's 61. He's, 60, he's graded at 63.6. He's going against Amari Cooper, who is 27th in the league. Uh, at 74.8. They're, uh, they're a quarterback, no great, because he's playing the walker. You got Ford, the running back, 34th in the league at 64.8. Who's our linebacker? We got the 16th best linebacker right now, according to PFF, Warner, at 73.5. You got the 27th best at 69.5. And then... Based off last week's game, you got Burks, who's at 92.7. Yep. Okay. That is going to be probably taking over Greenlaw if Greenlaw is unable to go. And then you got our our safeties. You got Huff, 27th at 71.0. 
And then you got Gibson at 77.2, which is 11th best safety. Go, okay, going against their um, defense. Now, um, this is the Browns unit, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go their defense against our offense. Okay, so we look at Miles Garrett. He's second best edge rusher at 92.3, but he's going against our number one left tackle, Trent Williams, at 90.0. Now, they're going to move him around. I understand. Then you got Elliott, the guys in the middle, which are not good. You got Elliott right. and you got Talmanson. Both one's forty four point three, one's fifty nine point six. Okay, you got um, Banks, who's right now he's hurt, but he's fifty point seven. You got Bernal sixty one point seven. You got Burford at forty nine point five, and you got McKivitt at fifty eight point eight. Okay, mm-hmm. but then you got the skill players, right? So you got their mm-hmm. owner Newsom twenty first. Uh, 73.0 going against Brandon Ayuk, second best receiver at 93.2. Right. You got Ward, which is 62.0, 66th best, going against Debo Samuel, 23rd at 77.1. Okay. And then you got Jennings at 68.2. You got Kittle at 79.4. <laughs> Third best tight end. And then you got, so you got their linebackers at mm-hmm. uh, Walker Jr., 68, 34th. Uh, I can't even pronounce, uh, assume, I can't pronounce this guy's name. He's 40th at 66.6. And then you got uh, a Tikitaki at 57.6, 60th. Their safety, they got one good safety. The third overall in uh, Duplit, and then they have Thorn- Thornhill, who's not good. He's going to be facing off Brock Purdy, eighth best quarterback right now. Imagine right. that at seventy-eight point four, and then he's going against CMC McCarthy at eighty-two point nine, third best running back. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. I think he's the best, but we're not going to argue that right now. Right. I think pretty much what we saw, what uh, what our offense did to Dallas's defense, I think we're going to see pretty much the same thing, especially with Miles Garrett, because they're going to try to move him around just like uh, Dallas tried to with Micah Parsons, which you put him up there with Trent Williams. That was a that was stupid. Um, you're not with the best offensive lineman in football. Um, so I think the Niners we're we're going to see a lot of what they did to Dallas. So you're going to see a lot of those blocking, um, you know, especially in with we're going to see a little bit more McCaffrey where, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, criticize him, saying that we are we're putting too much on him. But you know what? There was that young kid, Mason, that came in and he's going to be key. And then, of course, um, I don't know about Elijah Mitchell. He. He went to practice. Um, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, he's questionable for the game. But I like that young kid, Mason. I think he showed pretty well. I mean, he scored a touchdown in that game with Dallas. Um, 
I think we're going to see where we're going to see, you know, blocking where not just Kittle, but we're going to see Juice, you know, how they how they handled, especially Micah Parsons. And I cannot, you know, stop thinking about what Trent Williams did, put getting one Dallas defender, running him into his own teammate. How many offensive linemen can do that in today's game? Um, so I think that's exactly what our offense is going to do. Of course, we all know we're going to establish the run. I think Cleveland is going to kind of disguise that they're going to try to establish the run and try to try to use Amari Cooper as much as possible. Um, but, you know, our defense is not too shabby. They're the best scoring defense right now, or they're at least under number one scoring defense. Um, it's just that it, this also does have the makings of a trap game. But like I said, it, it, the matchups, the matchups are in our favor. It's just that you just got to go in there. Don't take them lightly. Continue to do what they, what our team's been doing for the last five weeks. And I mean, it, it you know, to error is the human, but you know, um, at the same time, I have, I have that kind of confidence in our team because I've seen it. And like I said, um, with the addition of Randy Gregory, this, this could great, this could greatly improve our defense even more than they are. It's just that, you know, I think with all this being said about our team, you know, just the fact that, you know, they're saying, oh, I think right now, what's what's the ranking of our defense right now? They're at least top three. Our, our offense is in top three. Our defense number um, one, bro. Oh, it is number one. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I'm glad I'm corrected on that. We got top defense. We got one of the top offenses in the league. We got the quarterback that's leading QBR right now. Um, Brandon Ayuk, we know it's a it's a contract year for him. Um, you know me, I've been I've been on this guy's bandwagon since I seen him at Arizona State. In fact, I still think about it on draft night when uh, I told you I think I think the Niners should get VA, and I've been happy ever since to see this guy's progression. I know he's had some rough years, but seeing him, especially you know. Brock Purdy is getting that ball to him, and he is making every asserted effort to catch it. And even when he doesn't, just the way he he is played. So, I think you know, I think I think this is going to be a, another game where um, it might you know the Niners may may start off slow, but then again, I do see that the emphasis is to get Brock Purdy into that game once he gets that rhythm going, you know. And he ain't afraid. That's what I love about it. You know, I, I think about that Dallas game. He throws that pass to B.A. B.A. catches it. It was a first down pass. Um, then that penalty, that holding penalty against us. And then what does Brock Purdy do? Which I That proves that how his progression is getting better and better. Turns around, he throws that pass to Debo. And Debo, this team, of course, we lead in yards after catch. Um Everything, everything is going our way right now, and like you said, the only thing that can stop us is ourselves. So, and looking at those numbers, you, you know as well as I do, numbers, numbers are numbers, but it's how it performs on game day. And I just, I just think right now that compared to Cleveland, you know, I, I just think right now everything is clicking on all cylinders, even seeing. Seeing our coach, our coach is 
he's improving just as much as the team is improving. It's not. It, it's good to see in comparison to the last few years, even though we, you know, we didn't have, we haven't had, you know, before this year, we didn't have a shabby team at all. We had a very good team. I just think that this team is finally involved to where we got a very good chance of getting number six. And who knows what happens after that? Exactly, bro. As we're going to be shutting it down, I'm going to keep you on as I close it, as I close up shop. Been on here for an hour and a half. I, I, I'm glad to have you back on the show, bro. It's been a minute. And I agree with everything you've been saying. Uh, I'll say this real quick. People that hate on Kyle Shanahan, I just don't understand it. Yes, he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. He'll get there. Andy, it took Andy Reid 20 years to get his first Super Bowl. And now he has two because mm -hmm. he found the quarterback that he can win with. Um, yep. You got Kyle Shanahan, arguably the best play caller. He can scheme players open. He can put players in the greatest positions. He knows how to go against defenses. This guy is a genius. He now has a quarterback that can execute to the best of his ability to get and everything that Kyle wants to get it done. Kyle and John Lynch yep. came in in 2017. They mm -hmm. gutted out the team. This team was a joke. We were losing. We were no good. We, under Chip Kelly, under Jim Tonsula, we were just an embarrassment. He, They mm -hmm. came in as a team. First time head coach. First time general manager. Mm -hmm. Before I get on them, I want to just give kudos, and I, I want to give flowers to Jed York. Has he been the best owner in the beginning? No. Did he make some mistakes that I was like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, but guess what? He was learning. He was learning how to be an owner. He was adjusting himself and trying to get his groove on with this team. And I believe that it took a lot of guts after we lost Harbaugh to go out and get um, Kyle and John for unproven individuals at the time and give them six-year contracts, okay? Mm -hmm. Unproven. And right. he has done everything that an owner is supposed to do. Pay the paychecks and get out of the way. Let your general manager and your head coach become a team and run the team and trust that they know what they're doing. Opposite of Jerry Jones, who always has his hands in everything. So he's he's paying the money, he's get, he's getting the Niners what they need. Kyle came in and John Lynch, they gutted out that team. Only like four or five players were left behind. People mm -hmm. want to talk about drafts. Wow, you know we can't draft high draft picks. Solomon Thomas, uh, Ruben Foster, uh, this player, that player that didn't work out. What about the George Kittles in the fifth round in 2017? What about Debo? Uh, Debo and and uh, uh, Bosa. What about right. uh, what about uh, um, getting uh, Hufanga in the first round? Yes, Greenlaw. Getting players and stacking up this roster, getting some players in the uh, free agency, drafting well in the late. Uh, Kyle coaching up minority coaches who get traded to other teams and become head coach. Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel's. Uh, who else am I missing here? 
Oh, uh, Demico Ryan. Demico Ryan, and then the general manager that went to the um to Washington. Um, right. So we got a bunch of third round picks because he knows how to develop coaches. Okay. Right. Maybe he doesn't develop quarterback, although he's developing uh, Brock with the help of Greasy, of course. But the point is this: since they've been here, we have been to one Super Bowl and three NFC Championship games. Now, have we won the Super Bowl? No. Have we lost in the championship? Yes. But this team has become relevant. This team has become a force to be reckoned with. This team wins games. They are getting close every year. They haven't crossed the, the finish line due to injuries, due to uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But now, the reason why you said this team feels so good is because Kyle finally can trust his quarterback. Mm-hmm. That if he makes a mistake, he's not going to repeat it. He's going to play out what Kyle wants. Kyle has complete trust. Listen. And against the Cowboys, when Brock Purdy threw for the first down to, I think, Ayuk or, or Debo, and it was called back. It was actually Debo, and Ayuk was caught for holding. And they remember they called it back, and it was third and 14. Mm-hmm. Normally, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, they would have ran the ball and just kicked the ball. Mm-hmm. They would have ran, yep. tried to get as many yards, and they would have kicked the ball. Or they would have did a short pass for five yards and kicked the ball. What did Kyle do? He opened up the playbook. He gave it. He put the ball in Brock Purdy's hands, and he just threw that ball beautiful in stride to Debo Samuel, not only for the first down, but plus yards. He has complete trust in Brock Purdy. He might not be your typical quarterback. He might not be 6'4". He might not be a big arm, but what he is is smart between his ears. He's able to process and most importantly, he can execute what Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. wants to do. And if those two guys are on the same page, which they are, this mm-hmm. team with a great defense and great weapons is dangerous. And this is why yes. it feels so good to be a Niner fan right now because we're not oh, yeah. only winning, we're kicking ass 30 points or more in the last eight Games, Kimo. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and the biggest the biggest thing about Brett Pretty I like, he doesn't hang on to the ball too long. He gets rid of that puppy as quickly as possible. And we all know Jimmy Garoppolo, that was one of the biggest things. I still think about that last NFC title game where he hung on to the ball against the Rams. He hung on to the ball, and what happened? He throws it, and what happens next? Picked off. Yeah. So I pretty understands. Kyle Shanahan understands. I even believe in that one situation where he turned around, he threw the play. I w- I would not be surprised if I hear that he already was in in uh, talking to Purdy and telling him, Brock, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this right now. They're not going to expect it, and we're going to give it to Debo. And I think that's exactly what happened at that sequence after that penalty was called. He wasn't going to mess around. He wanted, I think coach also wanted to prove something. And I think, and I believe it wholeheartedly he did. Not just the team, but him himself. Absolutely. Because, because I, you know, one thing I remember they talked about on the NBC, they talked about it during the game. 
The defensive coordinator was his boss in Atlanta. Yes, he was. Dan Quinn. So, you know, a lot of people like, and you know, I remember when, when uh, back in 2019 when we got in the Super Bowl, they wanted to criticize Coach Kyle for what happened in that Super Bowl with Atlanta. But they forget he was just the offensive coordinator. He wasn't the head coach. That is right. And the guy that well, I think really short-stopped him was Dan Quinn on the other side. So, you know, I think I think I think Coach wanted this game more than any game this year. I think Absolutely. he wants every game, but in this one in particular. So you always want I to think go we, against your boss. You always want to go against that person that you work with, and you show that who you are. Uh, and I'm going to leave. I'm going to close it with this. Once again, uh, Kimo, you've been amazing. You've been awesome, caller. I appreciate you, uh, Terrence. Uh, Terradome, Terrence. Oh my God, I'm tired. Terradome, thank you for popping in. I got my niece Maud Lopez in the house. We got Reedy in the house. Uh, you guys have been amazing. One thing that Brock Purdy lacked last year is his ability to move into the pocket, climb the pocket. He was always getting a little nervous, and he will always have the bad habit of running to his left. Run to his mm -hmm. left, run to his left, and he got himself in trouble. Brock Purdy changed that. I haven't seen that many runs to the left F or any at that point, and I've seen him climbing that pocket beautifully. As a matter of fact, that one play, the first touchdown to George Kittle, he stepped they, to the right. Th that linebacker was frozen in time. Yep. He didn't know what to do, and Brock Purdy was able to extend that play because he was able to step on the pocket. Uh, um, Kittle came on the, on the opposite side the, uh, around, right in open space. Kid, uh, Brock seen him and threw the ball beautifully for a touchdown. That linebacker did mm -hmm. not know what was coming, and this is the type of football that Kyle plans out against opponents this team is yes. playing great football they're executing very well as long as they remain healthy and nobody gets hurt this team will be difficult to beat uh chemo thank you for being on the show i'm gonna let you go and then i'm gonna close shop uh the wife got dinner. Right. the wife got dinner she's been waiting on me and she's been sending me some mean texts <laughs> i sure I was, supposed to get off, I was supposed to get off at seven <laughs> all right brother take care you too that was chemo Everyone in the chat, thank you for viewing. Thank you for hanging out with your boy. Make sure to hit the like button. Make sure to follow my boy, uh, Brandon Forever Faithful Podcast uh, in his channel. Uh, thank you. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe to my channel if you haven't subscribed. If you're watching this on Facebook, please make your way over to YouTube and smash. Don, if you're still here, I got to contact you to get you those patches. All right, everyone. God bless. Have a wonderful Friday evening. Enjoy Saturday. And let's enjoy the game Sunday morning uh, as we take care of business against the Browns. Until then, I'm out of here. I'm your boy. Go Niners. Peace. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two.